0: All right, we're back again for <laughs> conversations about God. I'm Ryan McKenzie. We've got two guys with me here that's Casey
1: Stagg, that's David Bouton, that's me.
0: We're ready to go. Um, today we're talking about heaven like, what is heaven like? What is heaven like? I don't even know. So let's uh let's dive into it and talk a little bit. Um, we've got some Bible verses that, that tell us what heaven's like, we've got some thoughts on what we think heaven might be like based off of the Bible. Um, and I've got these two guys to like give us some ideas. So uh, what do you think, Dave?
1: So I enjoyed the sermon from Sunday, yeah. which was about heaven. and It my... was
0: above average. I'll just give you that. It was above average sermon. It was above it was... average for sure. That's the very least we <laughs> could say about it.
1: But it was, it was excellent. But the, the thing that was most impactful to me was hearing um, an impactful sermon about heaven and what awaits us inspired in me mostly worship. So it affected the days afterwards. You know, it's like as much as we and we will get into some specifics about what heaven is, and I, I don't want to speculate too much. Like let's speculate a little bit, but not go um, beyond what scripture says as far as this is what heaven will be. So like having scriptural basis is gonna be key. But when when you think about that's what awaits us and we get into some of what is ahead it's it's awesome to think that we're welcomed into that. It's, it's humbling. Cool. And so yeah. it, it really, the, the the following days after Sunday have been just great. And even conversations that um, I've had with friends have been like, man, it is, right. and it's so much bigger than what we even can read in Scripture. Right. That's the other thing to think about heaven is like, the descriptions that we read are God condescending to us to give us an idea of what it will be like, but it's going to be far greater than the descriptor, the descriptors we have. So
0: That's good. Um, so f- before we dive into like what is heaven and what's it going to be like, I, I just have, this is what I've been thinking about because I, I agree the worship thing has been huge. Like my wife and I even found ourselves wanting to pray more together this week, just thinking about heaven and we're reading in Revelation about heaven. I like, just, exactly what you're saying. And um, the, I grew up, like uh, the best way I can describe it is like all dogs go to heaven generation, right? Like that's the movie. Do you, do you remember that movie? Are you too young that movie? No, I think I saw it. Okay. So do you, do you watch this movie? Am I the only one here? I, I definitely
1: okay. saw it and based a lot of my life philosophy on that
0: movie. I'm not even kidding. I Still did. Do. I did. I'm not. This is like this is the whole point for me. It's like I did. Like it's like this. There's two movies I remember about heaven. One was all dogs go to heaven. And the other one was Angels some, in the Outfield. No, yeah. no, That's not well, that's basically that's Iowa, um, little, that Iowa. what's the little <laughs> Nikki? No. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Oh yeah. Brian. Heaven's definitely like Heaven's like, in like, Iowa, right? Some like, that's, legend. No, but the, the two the two Heaven movies, the things that like popped in my head when we I said we're gonna talk about Heaven was all dogs go to heaven. Of like, hey, everybody gets in, no matter what. It's so cool. And then um heart and soul was this weird movie about these people who died and like they had one last chance to go back and do the one thing they never got to do whether it was do something right um fix a wrong or kiss a girl it was like their one chance to do something and they had to ride this trolley around in like weird purgatory and there were ghosts and like that's how they got into heaven right i might i don't think it's a very popular movie but i remember seeing it and loving it, and thinking yes when I die, if I mess up, I'm going to have one more chance. Like that's like, I remember being like a 12, 13 year old kid thinking that. And so I've got this, this dog heaven and I've got this trolley heaven in my head. So what are, Mm. what do you say like that? And that's how I'm growing up thinking about God, right? So what do you say like common misconceptions about heaven? Like people think there's a lot of weird thoughts, right? Yeah,
2: definitely my, my grandma, which at the end of her life, gave her life to Christ. So she's there waiting for us, which is awesome. But she would ask me as a kid, like, my cats are going to be in heaven, right? Like, that was, I I was in that same household. where You had to close the deal with that? Yeah, I'm like, well, if you, you know, no. I didn't, didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, use that. But I was (laughs) convinced, too, like, all the animals are going to be there. And and, because it was, like, she was distraught over it type Mm -hmm. thing. So that was, I guess, the weirdest thing I thought was, like, are and cats There, and there dogs are, like,
0: with. I don't know if this is just metaphor. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know this, but there are verses like the lion will lay down with the lamb. Like, there's like, there's some images of animals in heaven. And I get, the Bible, yeah, I, I guess body. I'm I thinking think of the specific salvation. house cats and dogs yeah. that we it's grew up weird. with. It's weird. It's weird, but
1: so, um, there are a lot of like statements that I'll even hear from Christians about heaven. And I'm like, that's not biblical. Like, it's, I think it's, it's not even, it's not only. In the realm of speculation, it's not. It's contrary to what Scripture actually and says. I
0: think that's more. It's more normal than it is weird that we think weird things about heaven. One, because we're not there yet. No one's really been there, and then like. The Bible is a lot of like metaphor and allegory about heaven because you can't really describe it perfectly because it's so it's perfect, right? And to
2: your point, there's been a lot of movies and stuff. And like there's that, so much that in that culture, misconstrued like, yeah, or
1: you know yeah. versus looking at the Bible itself. So one that bothers me. Let's yeah. just do this the whole time. Just only things that we're, are weird we're about heaven. Turn not this stuff. podcast into what bothers us, <laughs> and it's largely you. That really grinds you. my gears. Can I tell you what you bother? No, um, <laughs> So, and it, it, this is kind of tough, because, like, how do you correct somebody in this moment? So somebody loses a loved one, and they'll make the statement of yeah, I know they became an angel. Was, yes. Like, yes. God needed another angel. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to that person who's in grief in that moment and go, they're not an angel. Like, they're dealing with the loss of their right. loved one, so I'm going to have patience and grace. But um, just... This is so the most us. disliked episode we've ever done. I, right? I, that's what we're going for. Like, Pastor Dave is a jerk and he doesn't... there's a dislike <laughs> button, we
0: want you to... You know, hey, funny enough, last week, Casey and I did a show together, and we got the most dislikes of anyone we've done so far. So I don't know why we had him back. Well, so. well, one of the
2: dislikes was me, though. I, okay. <laughs> I, I disliked our own episode. But also,
0: <laughs> to get way off track, um, I was looking at who's listening to our podcast... There was no one from Brazil looking at watching our podcast before Casey got on. Now, Brazil's number two in the rankings of the most. Kind He's of a kind of, rock kind of big deal there.
2: You know? He's kind
0: of a big deal in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. So, thank so, you yeah. for all you Brazilians that love Casey Stagg. It's really great. <laughs> Romania went down in parks. I told him we're hey, not going Brogado. <laughs> I don't know what there that means, guys. I'm same. sorry if he just cussed at you. I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> so. People, when they die, they Okay, become back to become angels, point, yes. right? They don't become these little chubby babies with wings. Like, that's not what heaven is. Heaven, um, well, we can kind of start getting into some distinctions, it, yeah. right? So, um, now there's, I'm going to say two things about heaven. There is, if you die now, like what Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, my life ends, and by the way, we just... This, this past week did lose a brother Josh weekly mm-hmm. and um, so our prayers right now are with uh, Phil and Linda weekly and they're going through the grieving the loss of their son which I can't I can't imagine that um, but I know that that's what they're dealing with but he is now face to face with his creator cool. and he knows far more about heaven than we do now now he's He's our elder in that sense that he's he's experiencing things that we can only even speculate about right now. So he's in the reality of it, which I cannot wait to see him again. It will be a wonderful day that I yeah. get to celebrate the glory of God with him. And he'll be, hey, check this out. You know, he might teach mm-hmm. me some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we know that Jesus said when he was on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise mm-hmm. to the thief that was dying with him. Right. Which... Jesus chose to die with thieves. By the way, interesting. Cool. Um, he he could have died alongside anybody. He he could have set it all up, but he goes, "I'm going to die next to a thief and bring him along with me." So very cool. But paradise is not final heaven. So we can kind of talk a little bit about what what does paradise mean, like the you know. So Sorry. let's open that up a bit and then talk a little bit about that paradise that we can speculate yeah. on some and know some things, and then we can talk about final heaven okay what are your thoughts on paradise what does that mean
0: so when you first say paradise i'm thinking like i go right up to the garden of eden like this is how god set up paradise like it started that way mm-hmm. and he wants to bring it back that way i think um another misconception that jumps in my head <clears throat> and i think is really popular thought and you're saying you're waiting for the final heaven to come it's like almost like oh that's purgatory right like that's like this thought of like just nothingness and just waiting. I think there's like, uh, there's a couple, like The Good Place is a show, it's a really funny show, it's not accurate at all, but it's really, it's, it's humorous. Um, and then there's some other, there's some other funny shows and, and some interesting to have all this theology or doctrine about heaven dug into them, it's not accurate. And so it's, purgatory has always been this like, waiting and you're just kind of floating in the mist until you're either deemed good enough or bad enough and then you go to the place mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to. and um, that's not how Jesus describes it at all. Like the the waiting is paradise, and then the new heaven and new earth come down and come together, and He's created this place for us that's eternal heaven forever. Like that's, but to, to answer your question, I go back to the Garden of Eden and how God sets up paradise from the get go to show us that that's His desire for us, that He wants to be in the garden with us, and then like and walk with us and talk with us, and He actually. So I just learned this this morning, but the um. It says he's put Adam and Eve in the garden to work the garden. And the word work is actually the same word, same exact word as worship in the Old Testament. So, like, their work is like worship to God. Like, it's, the, it's used interchangeably, work and worship. Like, what they do is, work, like, they're to live in paradise, worshiping him and working with him and, like, doing things. So, that that's another misconception that I've had is, like, heaven is going to be this... Like ethereal, spiritual oneness with the world, like you just—I'm a drop, and I get dropped back into the ocean, kind of a thing. So, like, but that—that goes right against that. If it's work and it's worship and it's paradise, and He's going to be there with us, it's not just you're gonna—I'm going to consume you and you're gonna be part of me. But it's like we're going to be there together. Yeah, we're going to see each other. We're going to have a new body. It's a physical reality, not just this ethereal floatingness of. You know, I think that's those are some really common things that I believed growing up, and I'm even seeing right now this week after hearing that sermon at Northwest. Was like, I that thought is still in the back of my head that I'm just going to be consumed into heaven as like part of it rather than like me be there. I'm like, man, that's not true, yeah, because that's
1: that's more like a pantheistic view like, everything is God, everything is one, everything Uh, is not God,
0: right.
2: Just thinking about what he told the thief on the cross, he didn't just tell him you're going to be in heaven or you're going to be in paradise, but he said you will be with me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like the key to it all is that we're with God. The Bible has illustrations of what heaven's going to look like, what paradise is going to look mm-hmm. like, and even the inverse, what hell looks like. But well, the reality is... Heaven is you're with God, and hell you're not with God. And, yeah. and that's the beauty of it, is it's all about relationship, it's all about mm-hmm. being with God, and that is right. what makes it paradise, or that is what makes it heaven, is the fact that God is there. Nothing is with him. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: The, the the um I actually spoke to some Jehovah's Witnesses that came to my house, and they'll take that verse, like Jesus on the cross, and they'll say, have, he said they'll, they'll read it to me in their Bible, and if you, if you ever look at it, I'm getting maybe a little off track, but... Truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. They add a period or a comma into their translation of it. So it's like, I'm telling you today, period, hmm. you'll be with me in paradise. So it's like... Separating. Separating. Like yeah. Jesus specifically said, it, today you'll be with me in paradise. Right. Not like... In the future. In the future, right. if you work hard enough, if it all works out for you, right. or if you wait long enough, then we're going to like... So there's little things like that that like just skew. So it's, it's interesting to me how we quickly can just skew it to what we think our doctrine should be rather than just going to the Bible and saying, okay, what does the original translation say of it? And it's not like this waiting for paradise, but it's today's paradise. It's really neat.
1: So something interesting in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Hmm. So, again, with our speculation and trying to understand what's coming. Now, this is also written before John wrote Revelation. Yeah, so, so what does
0: that say about John? I mean, can't, Revelation doesn't matter then? Is that, <laughs>
1: so this is not Paul contradicting. Yeah. It was, this happened. Well, this how was is that not
0: before. contradicting then?
1: Because this was written before John wrote his.
0: Oh, so you're saying, up to this point nobody's seen anything of it and then John gets a glimpse of it and writes it down for Revelation. Yeah, Okay.
1: because he is seeing one of the things that it, we, we can read the scripture in a little bit here, but in Revelation chapter 21, that, which Revelation is um, about John, kind of gets to see the future in the, the new Jerusalem that Jesus is currently building and bringing that to earth where final heaven will be. Because we're, we've got right now, we're still in that in-between of you die today and you go to paradise. And so that's not final heaven, but it is heaven. But final, the ultimate culmination of all history and, and God's goal and what he's driving at is that final heaven. And hmm. so John got to see that after Paul wrote what he wrote.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's really good. The, it just, so it makes me think you're saying bring heaven to earth. Like that's like the, the prayer he teaches the, the disciples to pray is like, that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's like, that, that word work in, in uh the garden of eden like comes back to mind again like our job now is to pray that heaven would come to earth our job is to live like heaven's coming to earth and i think it can be really easy to to think of like oh people that just care so i've heard this before like you're just so what's the it's like an old kind of old school quote like you're too heavenly minded for any earthly good like you're just thinking about heaven you're just thinking about god you're just only in the church but, like, Jesus is very specifically saying if you're focused on heaven and to what Pastor Asim was saying on Sunday, like, if we're focused on that wedding day, we're anticipating it so much, like, you'd be preparing for it yeah. right now. Like, you know, you're, you're getting engaged. Like, I want to get in shape. I want to, like, I want to have the, I to get the nice venue. I want to make sure we have the good care. I'm getting right. everything ready to go. Like, I want right. to make sure like, I'm ready for that day. So if we really believe that we're heading to heaven, why would we yeah. not do what he said and bring heaven to earth? Like, I want to help. The homeless lady that was outside our church the other day. I want to. I want to help my friend who is depressed or just lost their kid or just, what all this other stuff like. That's the work, the worship that needs to be done right now. Not just, right. oh, I'm going to heaven one day. Yeah,
2: like, it's just right. Yeah, that was my favorite part from the sermon on Sunday. Was kind of the the practicality of it, right? So she, Pastor Aslan was referencing the peace that Jesus promises because we already know the end. We already know that final consummation is coming, right? right? So we live differently now, knowing that what's what's to come ahead. So whether it's peace or hope, when we have waves in our life or trials in our life, we can live with peace. We can mm-hmm. live with hope because we know what's to come. So I heard a sermon or a, a pastor say in a sermon, he goes, you know, you can live two different ways if if This life is all we have. If it's all going to rot away, then who cares, right? Right. But if it all matters, and something Pastor Aslan said is what we're going to be dressed in to Jesus is our deeds. So, like, everything matters, to Hmm. your point. Like, you want to help the homeless lady outside of our church, like, because that matters. It's it's going to affect eternity. It's going to affect... How we live in the presence of God for eternity, so it's just really cool. Like, if our mind is yes, everything matters because everything's eternal, like, yeah. we're gonna live forever, it affects how we live well, on this earth.
0: That's really so. That was like a Miss um, Deborah convent and I live really saw found a homeless lady outside our church. and I'm trying to ask her her name, and she says, What does it matter? What does it matter? Mm-hmm. And like, both of us are like, You matter, like, right. and like, that's like a di- like you just see, like. If you really believe that God says I matter, then we're really gonna believe that other people matter, right. even if they don't believe they matter. Like that is like, that's that's wild. It's just that your belief about heaven changes the way you think about yourself, changes the way you think about how you live, how you work, how mm-hmm. you do everything. It's like, not just in a way that's like I better be good so I get to heaven, right. but mm. God's bringing heaven here right now. Like He wants to use me. He wants to use you to bring heaven to earth. And there's like, I heard somebody say it's like little pockets of heaven being popped up all over the place. And it's not just in churches, but everywhere you go, you're trying to create these little bubbles of heaven where like his peace can come and his spirit can enter. And like things Mm -hmm. actually change now. So you can get a glimpse, even if it's in a mirror dimly, we get a glimpse of what it's going to be like when we get there.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. I think too, what... We keep referencing the scripture we're about yeah. to read, right? Yeah. We keep pointing at it, but it's right here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What's cool when we when we read this, I think about the early church and the persecution that they faced, hmm. and the hope that they were able to pull out of this scripture. Like we have our issues in life today, but they, you know, they pale in comparison to what the early church did, had to deal with and the early right. Christians. But how how foundational this scripture had to be for them, like. What, how, how, how much greater was their hope knowing what they were having to endure and go through sure. by being a Christian. You know, so it's really, it's, it's good for us here in this time, but it's also really encouraging to know that, man, our brothers that were facing much, for, much worse persecution were able to lean on That's this. So.
0: That's really good. Do you want to read this now or do you have no thoughts? Let's just keep referencing it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sure, <laughs> but just a quick note. So, Paradise and Final Heaven. The, the differences, right? Just okay. a couple things before we read the scripture. So, paradise, one of the best ways I heard it described to me was by a Bible teacher named David Pawson. And Pawson said of what paradise is like compared to what um, final heaven is going to be. is he said, uh, because when the thief died on the cross, he went and he's, now he's with Jesus. He's walking with Jesus. Jesus has a body. We know that because he was resurrected and he ascended with that physical body. So wherever Jesus is, he's physical. What we don't know is whether that thief has a physical, you know, reality to his, like, does he have a body? Is he just a disembodied spirit with him? Like it's, you know, um, so we can only speculate there. Maybe he does because Jesus actually came to earth in the Old Testament. They call that Christophany. And he put on, like, he had a body, but that wasn't. His body that he was born with, so in an anthropomorphic way, could he just give you something temporary while you're in paradise, so that you're in anthropomorphic?
0: State? Anthropomorphic, the uh, the idea of giving an inanimate object uh, the ability to speak, right? My like, man. right? Definitions so like, matter. The, uh, the, the cat, it looks like he wants to talk to me. You're anthropomorphizing the cat thinking he wants to talk to you, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you don't know that the cat's hungry. You just think it is because of how it's acted before. You're anthropomorphizing. This is a little different, but same idea. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the cat. but
1: So, could you have a physical body there? Sure, but we know your body is here. You left your body that here.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've, I've talked to people before, before I talk about the possum quote, um, I've asked Christians before, I'm like, what do you think happens to you? And like you get all kinds of interesting answers back, and some people I said, What do you think heaven's gonna be like? I'm like, and they said, I'd just be a spirit, I won't have a body. And I'm like, the final heaven is your body's resurrected and you've got it, and yeah. it's with you. Only it's perfected, it's right? Zombie apocalypse. So no. <laughs> what Pawson says is an example is it's like paradise is like being invited to Buckingham Palace, but to meet the queen, right? But the queen generally doesn't have a whole lot of guests go into where she lives. Like, she doesn't invite them into that. Right. But she does meet with them in her garden and converses and talks and have a lot. So, Paradise will be, like, in his opinion, he says, it'll be like that. Where We're not invited into final heaven upon death. That's still to come because Jesus is still about to... I like that. But well,
0: why didn't John reference the Queen in Revelation if that's what he wanted us to know?
1: He's an anti-Queen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't get that till the very end. You got to read all. Okay, through.
0: so one more question before we actually read a couple of these verses. Like, there's been movies and books and all kinds of YouTube videos of people saying I died and went to heaven, and I came back and I saw it. Like, what do you what are your thoughts on that? My first thought is like. You're crazy right like is that has can that happen or John basically is this is it different than what John did or is this actually a possible thing that happens
2: I mean it's all speculation right because that's not as far as I know it's never happened to any one of us but I, I, I think I think it could happen to where maybe you get a glimpse of something a kind of vision yeah um, but people do die and they are resuscitated back to life so what happens to them in that True. time where they are technically dead? but say. they're not, you know, living here, but then they come back to life here. So I think it could
1: happen for sure, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's there's a statement that comes to mind on, on things that are speculative, which are, I, I forget who said this, but they said, where God has shut his holy mouth, I should be very slow to open mine. So when when scripture doesn't say something, and we're going based on somebody's personal experience. There's a I have a little skeptic in my head that goes, uh, don't take that to the bank as doctrinal or mm, something right. that you can rely on. Go, could be. Yeah. Could right. be inspirational. Basically, I'm agnostic on that point, right, where okay. I just go, I, maybe. But there are, I do, I have heard some really in, incredible testimonies of people dying on the operating table and they like can see, like they have this disembodied experience. Right. And they see things in the room that are higher than where they could have physically seen it walking into the room, and they see this thing on top of a filing cabinet. So that stuff, I'm, I, I'm like, that's interesting yeah. and possible, because you, you are a soul, you have a body, right? So those things can be separated from each other anyway. So interesting I like, things. I like
0: the. You might have just killed the whole podcast here because where God has. Shut his I shouldn't or God, I'm not gonna go past just what God careful. has said. So maybe we should just read the Bible and not talk yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore this entire thing. Um you wanna
2: read this? We um, can speculate but not say it. that this is. I love how, how you pose the question and then don't answer it. Don't I don't mean, know, you that's thought, how I'm asking, yeah. It's definitely all speculation.
0: Yeah, all right, so in <laughs> Revelations 21, we'll just read the first couple of verses and the whole chapter is about this. It actually gives into like who's gonna get into heaven and not as well, which is craziness. Um, So Revelation 21, the new heaven and the new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband.
1: So no ocean. There's no no longer... You're not swimming with dolphins in heaven.
0: I'm thinking like, this is before they knew how big the world actually was. So he's like, maybe our world passed away and also all that vast ocean out there it's gone like the whole thing is like basically is he not just saying the whole world is gone like is that well he wrote that down the heavens and earth pass away yeah everything's gone
1: and then there's gonna be a new heaven
0: so I saw a holy city earth, new Jerusalem new earth. Sorry. coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away.
1: <laughs> One of the things that struck me in all this is that God, his address is going to change to our address. So heaven is coming to earth. Like yes. He's He plans to move in with us. The
0: dwelling place of God is with man. Like,
1: like, it's less it's less that we go and move in with him, but more right. that he's like, hey, I want to move in with you. And it's kind of like what it is in our life now. It's he's like, wild. he wants to move into your life here, but right. he's going to, like, actually move in yeah. finally.
0: Everything in us is like, I just got to get good enough for him. Right. I just got to, uh, let me let me make sure I'm right with, with him. I got to get right with God. I, and he's saying, no, I want to come and make you right with me. I want to come and live with you. Let me, just let me in. Then <laughs> we can do all the, the making right. You know, like that is, uh, and then it references, like, I don't know if he meant to or not, but it reminds me of Jeremiah where it says, they will be my people, I will be their God. And it's like this prophecy of what's going to happen. And John here, I would assume he would know that verse, but he's saying, like, he will dwell with them, they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Like he's saying, that is when it's going to happen. All this prophecy from the Old Testament they've been waiting for, yeah, Jesus has come, but now it's forever, like, you're going to be with him. Like, that's just... That's and,
1: cool. and you can't get away from the marriage right. aspect of this either, because it's like we are his bride and he's the groom, and we're going to have that marriage, right? right? We're going to be united with him right. forever. And it's the same thing with the city that Jesus is building now, which it gets into the description of it later, which is pretty interesting. Um, but he's going to marry heaven and earth together. Like mm. there's there's all this coming together and commitment and togetherness. Right that's happening. Yeah,
2: referencing verse 2 with the the marriage there and the bride and the bridegroom, it's just a really really good reminder to know how Jesus views us and how he views his bride, Mm -hmm. right? So it says um, and I saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and someone who just got married six months ago, like the bridegroom standing at the end of the aisle, or the beginning of the aisle I guess and like adorning my bride right adorning my wife and Ted it was Meeting really cool like a child oh man it was bad there's some <laughs> incriminating photos of me crying but it's just bad. really cool to draw the parallel of like and that's how Jesus sees us that's yeah. how Jesus sees me is like he wants to rush down the aisle and grab me right And it's because it, cool. he adores me so. Much. so
0: I think this is just I just this random thought. You guys tell me if this if you don't like this or not. It's fine. But as we're talking we about, we don't like it. <laughs> as we're talking about marriage, <laughs> it can be so. I'm just gonna keep going. It can be so easy to think like, well, if you're a Christian, you you have to get married, and it's all about like there's so much family and marriage in the church. I'm a single person, or if you're single, or maybe you're same-sex attracted, or you've been gay, whatever it is. Like, how am I supposed to come into that? It's not fair. Why would God like? say that's the way to live, but I feel this way, or I can't find a mate, or like, and this is like saying, you're looking at too small of a picture, you're zoomed right. in too much, mm-hmm. I have this amazing paradise for you, you No, know, even if you're someone who is single your whole life, or have a struggle with same-sex attraction your whole life, like you say, I want to be your bride, I want you to be okay. my bride, I want to be married to you, that is the ultimate picture, so if we're married, it's like this great ideal of like, my marriage should mimic that. If we're not married, it's this great idea of, like, man, he's coming for me. Even if I feel like I'm so left out now, there's, like... Someone adores me. He, he adores me and wants me, even yeah. though I'm denying this really hard passion that I have, or I wish someone also would adore me like that. But, like, this that's just special to me because I've heard people say it's not fair, but Jesus is, like, and John is saying, yeah. like, it's... It's so not fair. It, it, you're right because it's so much better than fair. Right. It's like the best thing you could right. ever have. It's yeah. coming. Just wait. It's on its way. Right. Like we get stuck
2: on yeah. the things that this earth has to offer, not, and we lose sight yeah. of like the God of the universe is going to yeah. marry me, right? Or adores it's, me, and I'm rather than it's
0: like just like, hold on. You, you'll, you'll, right. you'll find somebody. Right. It'll be like you'll get over this. No, like, what if you never find somebody, you never get over this? But like, but he's you're still coming. He's yeah. still yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say a hard
1: thing. That person's an idolater at that point because you're idolizing this thing and right. making so much like you can turn good things into ultimate things yeah. and that's where they go bad. Yeah. So if somebody idolizes getting married and like puts it on such a pedestal that it's the master passion of their life, mm. well, it's you're taking the place of God right. and putting that there, and that's a problem because yeah. here's the other problem: the marriage doesn't follow you into eternity. Right. Like, and this is this is probably the harder thing to talk about when you are a married person and you do love the person deeply that you're married to that the relationship doesn't continue into heaven so if there are none given in marriage you know like all that right. goes away and you can this is how you can kind of see other cults pick it up and they carry it on like you are married with that person into heaven like Mormonism yeah I'm calling it a cult because it is one and so that doesn't continue and this like go have a conversation with your wife and go can you imagine us not being married in heaven and you're like, Oh yeah, that's I don't like that. And it's okay to not like it, yeah. but it's true. Right. right. Okay, so and does it actually to, say that in the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. I remember right. Pharisees tried to trick Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah but was, so just want just, just a question, right? So I, I I yes my flesh doesn't like that. I wanna be like, Well, I love my wife, I want to be married forever, but like when they're saying they're they're asking him this question to try to trap him, does he not just ask that to say, Well, do you even believe in the resurrection? Cause it was, it was the Sadducees, like they didn't, and the Pharisees, they they, like, they didn't believe he was God. They didn't believe he was, there was a resurrection. So is that actually the doctrine he was saying right then? Like there's not going to be like marriage like that. and Like we're not going to know each other that way in heaven. Or is it saying like, well, do you even believe in the resurrection at all to begin with? Or your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. As I, push about, back, I could be completely wrong. How about I'm just Matthew 22? Counterpoint to a thought. Matthew 22, starting at verse 29, says, You are wrong because you neither okay, know well, the, done the Scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> stop. Stop. stop you, you, know, you neither know the says, you are wrong, nor the power <laughs> of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, okay, but, are like, but are like angels in heaven. Because they're not. Uh,
0: okay. There we go. I like that. So... It, it wasn't just a idea to push back and be sarcastic against people who were trying to trap him. He was actually giving them the well, He said that they're the ignorant. <laughs> I mean, he could have like st- so. stopped with, you're wrong, and we could have moved on, but instead...
1: Um, says, you you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God to make a statement. Oh, I get
0: it, Dave. I think I don't know anything. We got it, right? I'm just saying you're like the Mormons. What, what did it say? It said, you're wrong. I think it specifically says Ryan right there, too. It said Ryan McKenzie. My in the, name's in the Bible in all the wrong Greek, ways. In the, in the original Greek, it
1: anticipates a modern name.
0: All right, so there's a verse later on in Revelation that says, uh, this is, uh, a couple a couple verses later, it says, "To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of water. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment." And I just that is maybe we can we can wrap this up around this thought because it's like this earth that is constantly passing away, and this place that is constantly just things going bad, things going wrong. Some there's glimmers of hope, but there's just our bodies decay, the earth decays. There's it's essentially eroding away, right, right. At, at some point. the um, But it says, to the thirsty, I'll give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And it, it just really reminds me of the woman at the well. Right. So this is like the first person he reveals himself to publicly as the Messiah. And he's saying, if you knew who I was, I'd give you, you don't have to go to this well anymore. I'd give you spring of water, the everlasting life. It would never run out. You'd never go thirsty again. And it's like the same words here almost. Like, I'm going to give you this life. It'll never stop. And I've heard people say, well, Jesus actually never says that he's God, right? Like he just agrees with people. And I know that's, we, we all three agree that's not correct, but it's a very common thing because sure. he says it right there to the woman at the well. He says, I'm the Messiah. He says, I know where this spring of water comes from. I'm actually going to be sitting at the right hand of the God, of the Father, where, where this spring flows from. And I can give it to whoever I am in control of all of it. And it's just the most amazing thing that he's like, I have the power to give you life forever, new life without payment. I'm taking the payment for you. And how to think about this world that's falling apart. He goes to this woman whose life is falling apart and says, publicly, I'm Jesus, I'm the Messiah, I'm God. I have everlasting life for you. Rather than to all the systems and structures and lawgivers and everybody like, let's tell everybody and put it in law and put it in place. He goes to the one woman who he's like, You've had five husbands, but I want to be your ultimate husband. You know, you've you've got no life, it's all falling apart, but I want to bring you new life and bring it all back together. Like that is like the most beautiful picture to me. And I I remember reading that a long time ago thinking, why why this story? You know, and like just recently it's become this really awesome picture of heaven to me. Like it's just there's a it's almost like talk of a wedding. There's a talk of new life, there's a talk of eternal life, it's all this. Wedding and heaven symbolism, all in this one little story with this woman who didn't deserve it, and just reminds me of myself. I don't deserve it, but he still wants to be with me. Yeah, like it's just
1: the 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 relationship aspect of things is what heaven's all about. Like that's the major appeal, and just some some other things. And if you read Revelations chapter twenty-one all the way through, because we we might not get into describing all of what it says in there, but. One of the things that stuck out to me this last time I read it was the names of the twelve apostles are gonna be stamped on the gates and the, the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, like because people heard God and believed him, they're famous forever. And not only famous forever, but he's like, Hey, the house I'm building, stamp in your name on it. Yeah. It's like I, I plan to come and move in with you, live with you, us together, and you your name's on this house. And I think about it even when it comes to my own daughter. Like I adopted my daughter and I own the house, but it's her house too. Yeah. Like she has rights in my house. And like that goes into heaven. I have mm. rights to the house. And mm. it's just it's an amazing thing that God's like, I I love you God. I am God, infinite, noble, like I know everything, creator. And I'm gonna welcome you to live with me and stamp your name on my walls. It's kinda like putting pictures up on the walls of the people that you love you put them on display. Right. God's putting on display the people that he loves in the house that he's building. Yeah. He's good. And to that point, uh, towards the end of Revelation 21,
2: it says that the 12 apostles, their names are on the foundation of what he's building. Right. So it's like even further, like he could have put Jesus, he could have put Holy Spirit, he could have put God the Father, but he used... Yeah, exactly. Like, And the, we, sh- we would have been okay with that because yeah. it's God, right? But it just shows you his love for his creation he takes it even further. Like I'm putting yeah. people's names on the foundation of what I'm building yeah, here, and which is the really cool, and right? The divine, exactly. Right. Yeah the
1: the scripture actually says, um, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed on the east three gates, on the north three gates, the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the land. Which yeah,
0: that blows. So this this blows my mind because. Like if you actually go and read about the twelve sons of Israel, like those guys, and you actually read about the apostles following Jesus, like they're constantly screwing things up, right? like the there's one tribe of Israel that Jesus actually chose to come through, like that their that heritage, but there's murderers and idolaters and like just horrible things that they've done and he's like, I like re- I'm redeeming you and mm. even the, the Apostles like they kept screwing up and kept coming back and then redeeming them again It's like now forever you're redeemed right. and You don't have to fall back into that body of sin and death anymore. Like it's just What hope for us that you can look at these pictures in the Bible that are like wow Why is that in here? That's not a good story yeah. <laughs> But it's like because you're not a good story and I want to right. take my story and take you with me right. Like that or come to you like that's that's good
1: so no tears in heaven. Clapton, he's wrong. <laughs> There's no tears. So a lot of things that uh, see the culture's wrong again because of Eric Clapton. Uh, great guitarist, but so he. Yeah, this is getting. Let's
0: go back to that person, yeah, Matthew. Yeah, so You're wrong. <laughs>
1: but no, like he's gonna undo all the wrong, like all the all the tragic things that have happened, even mm-hmm. in our church, our little church community, mm-hmm. we've seen horrible things happen in the past year, right. and, and people experiencing things that you would never wish on anybody, yeah. and heaven is going, what God is going to do with ultimate heaven is going to be as as if that didn't take place, you know, like he's going to right all wrongs, he's going to settle yeah. all accounts, Right. Uh, we'll have our bodies, we'll be able That's... to be with other people, and um, everything that can be made known will be made known to
0: us. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's true justice. At the end. Ultimate justice in the end is that things will be made right and be undone. Like that right. is like, as we, we talk about justice on this earth now, which we need, right, and God has justice and mercy for mm-hmm. us, but like, ultimately, it, it can't be found on this planet. It can't be found now. It can be found, ultimately, with Him in heaven. Sure. And if we don't believe in heaven or see a picture of heaven, Right. Will always try to say, well, you did this to me now, I need to do this to you, or you do this to him now, we need to do that to you. Like there's, and there should be, there should that that should happen to an extent, but it, to 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 fight for what's right. But if it's just kind of you hurt me, so now I'm going to hurt you, it will never end unless we realize that like it'll yeah. all be made right yeah. in eternity. Yeah. And otherwise, it will never end here. We'll just right. kill each other until like everything's gone
2: yeah he's here to you know he's going to redeem he's going to redeem everything right and it's even cool to see that the earth is going to be like heaven will be here so that is being redeemed as well like it's being made perfect and to your point you know just the tragedy that our church community has faced recently or death whatever it may be doesn't make any sense to us like we're looking for answers but that tragedy here on earth will be redeemed and it will make sense to us and we will be at peace with it even though that is tough to find now in the midst of it we know going back to the sermon
1: we know how it's going to end we know that it will all be redeemed we'll get the answers we long for like that'll all be made known right and the other thing is this is a minor point we'll get to eat yeah i'm so glad we'll get to be able to eat yeah jesus will you Mm -hmm. eat and not
0: get fat Cause that sounds like well, there's there's
1: a tree that we'll eat from that blooms every month with fruit, so that that's gonna happen.
0: Is the the fruit is is the fruit steak? It better be.
1: That's all I know. I'll take my medium steak berries.
0: Final thought here: Do all dogs go to heaven? And we're done.